anyone that wants to get up and say something. church in South Carolina when he, he spoke to my heart one Sunday morning. And I knew it was his Holy Spirit speaking to my heart and he's tugging at me and I went forward and told the preacher. He gave me to a deacon. I knelt in the middle, front row of the middle aisle and I received Jesus as my Savior. I've never gotten old. I was 48 years ago. Still just as real today as it was then. Well, that's it for us to be to start preaching here. Right now we have a pastor, Cheryl Dunn's in Belize. He's preaching revival starting tonight at, at the church that's selling the slides. He was down there back in June. And we, uh, this trip I, they had me scheduled for. And we were going to go up with the youth, so it couldn't go. He preached then had 17 people saved including the pastor's daughter-in-law, who was Catholic. We thank God for that. So you pray for Cheryl Dunn and, and uh, folks at Faith Baptist Church at, on Uriah Camp- Compound, Rowan Creek, Belize, this week as they have Harvest Revival as he preaches each night that souls will be saved. I saw a caption in the slides. So it's about the kids. It's about the people. It's about the hearts. Uh, many of you saw the picture of Carolyn Holen. A uh, little girl in Gulfport from 06. And I send that to the Virginia Baptist Religious Herald, along with some of our mystery pictures to be published. And, and Mr. Dilday emailed it back. He said, what's this woman holding this little black girl got to do with construction? And I told, her, I told him, I said, it has everything to do with it. I said, it's always about the people. We may go and our primary focus may be construction or whatever, but it's always about the people. It's always about the children, the lost people, the witness that we can present for Jesus Christ. That's what it's always about. Uh, we have our guys now in Louisiana. They're at the Baptist camp, and they're in a sheltered environment, but they're there as testimony to who you are and who we are. And I thank God for them being there. Just a few weeks ago, with a quick notice, we shipped 48 boxes, shoe boxes, to Belize. And along with others, made 400. And those shoe boxes this, this year will give Christmas for an orphanage and three churches in Rowan Creek Village. The purpose of these shoe boxes is a little different than what the Samaritan's Purse does. These shoe boxes will be delivered to the pastors of those churches, and they will distribute. Pastor Samuel will distribute 100 boxes from, from Uriah Baptist Church. Pastor Rayburn will distribute 100 boxes from Faith Baptist Church. And that's going to come from those churches. They come from our association and, and uh, joining associations in the states. But as far as those kids are going to know, it's come from their, those churches and their community. And that's hopefully it's going to reach some people for Jesus Christ. That's, our, that's the goal. We're collecting shoes and school supplies for Belize to be shipped down the 1st of June. Throughout our whole association, you saw these shoes those were all gone by the end of the week, by the way. Now we have to replenish them for next year. A hope guy called me the other day, and she was concerned. She said, Brother Ron, are you going to be promoting 
She said, I'm just about running money, and money's just not around. I said, oh, yes, I'm going to be promoting uh, shoes and, and school supplies for our association. So we have from now to around the mid of May to collect shoes and school supplies. For the kids who wear schools to shoe, uh, school, they have to be black. But for every day, they wear flip-flops or tennis shoes or anything else that you want to buy and ship down there. It would be great. So I encourage you to do that. School supplies, go arrange from anything you imagine for school supplies. Book bags, uh, notebook paper, pencils. You know, I, you, you saw them having the book bags out the door. Those were to the kids who are not sponsored. And Terry and myself and others, we touched everyone one those 500 bags as we made them up. But one of the first things I remember running out of in my part of the assembly line was pencils. We didn't have enough pencils to make a, a fourth of those bags that went out that door. We just ran out of pencils. So anything, the, the school supplies will help take care of these children and believes. The next thing Hope was concerned about, Ron, are you going to be promoting sponsorship? Yes, I am. Uh, those 500 kids that you look back to didn't have a sponsor. They don't go to school uh, legally. They don't get credit for it. Uh, they need sponsorship. Uh, sponsorship for a child is $125 a year. That includes two uniforms, their school supplies, their fees, tuition, and so on. So maybe God might put on some of your hearts to sponsor a child in Belize for school. If you do, let me know or let some, Terry know. We get get you in contact with Teresa Hayden, and we can get that done. I think I saw Kingsway kids. Was that Kingsway sponsoring that family, Terry? Good. Uh, you've told them about that family. Yes. I don't need to then. Okay. Uh, but but do 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 remember that's just an example of what we have to deal with down there. Uh, I got to tell you this one little short story here uh, about you saw the the boy with his sister Jerry and I forget his little sister's name. Uh, Jerry's dad is named Jerry as well because Jerry's a junior. Jerry worked with us over at Uriah Baptist Church most of the week. And, and I saw to Frank Lawada, who's the guy you saw sticking out the door handing out book bags. And, and when we went down there, Frank had taken an oxygen tank. Jerry Sr. has an enlarged heart and is on oxygen, not able to work. And several of us got together and took some food to their house and got to meet Jerry Sr., and Frank got brought an oxygen tank, but he said that's all he had. He had to make that mask last. I remember saying something to that effect. Now, this, this is how God works. Now, this is all God. This is a God thing. We got down to Gulfport, and Grady was talking to me about some things he had. And, of course, I brought coloring books back, and I brought the book, the book called Josie back, and, and I brought the other books back. He said, Ron, my coloring books. But I've got some over here I don't know what to do with. He took me over to the corner. He said, this box in there about that long, about that wide, about that deep. He said, this is a box of nasal cannulas. I said, I don't know what to do with these. Samantha knows what they are. Some of you know what they are. I said, I know where God wants them. They went with the shoe boxes, by the way, to Belize for Jerry. And not only him, but those others in the clinic. So there may be some in the clinic. But a whole case of nasal cannulas. So God provided those through the place, our trip to Gulfport back to here, Back to Darthula Church, now back to Belize. So it's amazing how God works through his people. That's a God thing. Only God could do that. And, and I'm just fascinated by what God's doing. That convinces me that our partnership in Belize is valid, that God wants us to be there. We're leaving uh, May, either 7th or 8th, or when we get more numbers, we start working on airline tickets, and that's, we'll leave whichever day their flight's best to go out. I like to leave on the 7th. 
give us an extra day down there to rest, and maybe some might want to go visit some of the things that we got to visit. Uh, so you be praying about that. Maybe God wants you to go. If the God doesn't want you to go, maybe you can have somebody else go that God wants to go. So be praying about a trip in May to Belize. And then I think Terry and, and Samantha are going in April on that medical trip as well. The trip in May is going to be a combination, hopefully a medical trip. I do have a couple of nurses already signed up to go. We hope to get a dentist and a doctor and uh, maybe a few more to go. And along with some construction, Terry's going to be down there in April and I end up at construction force. We need money for construction. They don't have any money. Uh, Terry may have told you when we were down there, we could finish the sheetrock in the pastor's house if we had had $900 to buy sheetrock. And so we, we, we need money for building supplies. So pray about that. Spread that around. You might know somebody that's not even a member of Kingsway who could help with, with that, who, who just has a way, well, I want to do something for the Lord. God's blessed me. And I want to do something that's going to be everlasting. Maybe they might contribute to some of the building materials or school supplies or whatever. So just be praying about that. And, and I want you to just remember that. Ken's talking about going to Nicaragua. Ken, I've been to Nicaragua, and it touched my heart. Seeing the children, you're right. Also, I've taken two trips to Trinidad. And I got an email yesterday from Rachel. Rachel was a worship leader at uh, the church that we Grand Coulee Baptist Church when we were down there. Now she's over at church with her parents at another uh, another church there in, in uh, Grand Coulee, uh, Trinidad. And she remembered, they're concerned. They think it's getting tough down there like they are here. She wanted to know, Ron, brother, she calls me Pastor Ron. Pastor Ron, how can we do something to help people? Is there a way y'all can help us in the States? And I just had to email her back and said, uh, Rachel, we're having the same problem here. We're, we're trying to reach people here. We're, done, we're adopting the family as an association, two families. Carolyn's got the names, by the way, uh, for Christmas from an associational level. And we're trying to do everything. But I told her, I said, I told her what we had asked, what Carolyn had asked the pastors to do in the association. I said, maybe you can do that down there. Maybe y'all can do that. And I would share it with you. So who knows? Sometimes God, like, like the nasal cannulas, God has somebody somewhere to do something. And maybe somebody has a heart for some needs in, in down in Trinidad. Who knows? So I just felt impressed to mention this email from Rachel. Rachel's a great Christian young lady probably. I guess she's about 21 now because I've not been down there since oh, 506, I guess. But anyway. Another thing we're doing in the association is we're building a shower trailer. Uh, that takes finances. We have just about enough now to, to start the frame on it and the body on it. And uh, so we're grateful for that. We, it'll be a four-shower shower, shower trailer with washer and dryer in it. And it's probably going to be stuck by washer and dryer, so we'll have to buy that. So maybe somebody, I might say somebody, I want you to buy that washer and dryer. Uh, once we get the, the chassis done, that Appalachian Plastic said so they'll help us do some things with the showers and the plumbing in it. So hopefully, maybe still by springtime, we can, we'll have a shower trailer in our association I know Damascus are very interested in it because their convention is starting to we'll start charging them to use theirs. And, of course, what belongs to the association belongs to the 36 churches of the association, and there's no charge. And that's excited Damascus, and they've sent some money to help build that shower trailer. So that's some of the things we're doing right now, and I don't want to take, Terry, anyone else's time. I want you to hear testimonies of your lay people. Thank you, and God bless you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here always at Kingsway.
Hello. God blessed me in 2000 with the opportunity to go to Trinidad. And I just want to tell you a little about that. It was, it was incredible. I mean, you may see Trinidad on the Tribal Channel or, you know, some other channel. You see the beautiful beaches, the beautiful scenery, but let me show you the other side, the inner cities, the projects. And, I mean, it's, it's apparent when you get there from the uh, airport to, our, to the place we stayed, the cab ride was 34 cents. It takes six dollars to make one of ours. And uh, Trinidad, even though it's 20 kilometers off the coast of Venezuela, it used to be an English colony, so they speak English there. And so there's most, mostly East Indian people that live there. And the girl that uh, talked to us, she was, uh, she was from the U.S., but she had married the pastor's son, and she thought she'd tell us a little of <laughs> the culture. It's very important when you go to another country. You know, you're out of your comfort zone where you'll, you'll really grow, but she... She just told us a few things, like uh, going down the street, and also going down the street, you'd see houses with bamboo poles and different colored flags, and every one of the flags represented a god they worshipped. Many Hindus there. She told us while we were there, if you're going down the street at night and somebody says good night, that mean I'm going to bed. It's just, just, just a greeting, and that was a little cultural thing. But one thing that really stuck out, uh, I went with the organization called Teen Mania out of Texas. And um, so there were many different denominations. And she said, for any of you that are Baptists, she said, when you're not witnessing, she said, don't tell them you're Baptists. And I was thinking, well, you know, why? You know, I mean, and it's not how they think Baptists here. They think spiritual Baptists. It's a religious sect in Trinidad, which their worship is uh, animal sacrifice and offspring mutilation. And, I mean, you would see men in the marketplace in their middle ages with, you know, severe injuries from, you know, times past, plus some of them maimed for life. And that's how their, that's how their parents worshipped. And, I mean, those people, like I said, six, $6 to one of ours. They were just, they were looking for hope, you know, and they needed a Savior. And, I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, God, you know, I knew that He was going to use us and use me to help reach them, you know, to touch people, but it, it touched me. I mean, it changes you. And I mean, just to see those people getting saved, remember what happened to me when I got saved. And how that fire, you know, needs to keep burning. And mission starts right here. You know, you don't have to go to another country. I mean, I, I'm thankful for that opportunity, but God needs us right here. And I was there for two weeks, and 425 people got saved in that time. And I mean, you know, pray for those people, you know, because they, like I said, it's, it, they have many different sects, you know, Hindu, the, the spiritual Baptist, the Muslim, it's, it's, it's hard, but, but the Lord's with them now. They have them in their heart. And again, like I said, it starts right here, here in our own community. And uh, thank you for letting me time. Could we just pray right now for many of those? Dear Lord, I thank you for this time. We come together. I thank you for just who you are. Dear Lord, I thank you for those people in Trinidad but in other countries, dear Lord, and also right here in our community. Dear Lord, we just need to look for those opportunities. You open those doors. All we need to do is step through. Dear Lord, just help that fire to burn in us each and every day and to have that compassion, dear Lord. Because like I said, to see someone else saved, you realize, you remember what it was when when we first received the Lord, dear Lord. Thank you so much for that.
Thank you so much for your son, Jesus. Died on the cross for our sins. Amen. Thank you. Terry opened this up a couple of weeks ago to uh, anybody that wanted to share something, and uh, Lord's knocking on my heart. I knew I needed to say something, but um, I didn't prepare anything like I ordinarily would. I didn't spend a lot of time in thought. Um, uh, Terry and I have been working together every day for a while now, and uh, um, one of the biggest things we talk about is just getting up every morning and making yourself available uh, to God's work. And that's how I walked in that aisle just now. I just, whatever whatever he sends me here, see, I'll bear with me, okay? Um, some of the guys have heard my story recently. A lot of you maybe don't know. Um, I was jealous of these guys for a long time. Um I was downright aggravated at them um, because I felt like they were going and doing all these um, fine trips to help folks. And I couldn't figure out why I wasn't good enough to make the team. And um, somewhere in my disappointment there, the Lord showed me that... um, they just didn't have me ready yet. Uh, it wasn't anything these guys did. It wasn't anything lacking on God's part. Um, I just hadn't made myself available. Um, so the last year and a half of my life or so, I've, I've really been uh, walking closer with the Lord, opening myself up to to His uh, work in my daily life. and. Um, The big excuse I had then was I just didn't, I couldn't make the time. I couldn't. There were some things written in stone in my life. And one of them was I was going to save a week's vacation. There's that little fellow again. Thank you. Things that are very dear to me, things that have been who I a part of who I am my whole life. Um, I was going to spend a week's vacation with my family in the summer. I'm going to spend at least a week in the mountains with my dad in the fall. And if I could squeeze it in, we got a fishing trip that we do the first week of May, and I try my best not to miss that. And I was going to do those things no matter what. And um, in February... I found out on a Thursday, February the 19th, that uh, on Friday they were coming to get the company vehicle and all the perks that went with it, and that I was out of a job. And uh, I wallowed in that for a little while. Um, I found out that maybe it wasn't God's plan after months of talking to folks and resumes and all this new high-tech way of doing that. Uh, 
uh, getting right back into the same old thing may not be what the Lord had in mind for me. Um, although I felt like that's what I had worked for and worked towards uh, my adult career. I can't use lack of vacation time as an excuse anymore. I thank you for the folks of this church that uh, prayed for me and my family and helped my wife and my family while I was gone. On my first trip in October, uh, it was just to Gulfport, Mississippi. I know it's a different. Uh, it's different than these trips that these guys have made overseas, but it was a start for me. Um, I guess what's been on my heart for a long time is is why so many folks feel like we have to go so far to do work for the Lord. Um, I really have a heart for that here local now. Um, one of the largest works that the Lord's done in my life lately is um, some of the guys in here were there that day. Uh, when I laid pride at the foot of the cross If you feel like you're not good talking to people and you use that as an excuse, pray about it. If you just don't have the time, you don't have the vacation time to commit to a trip that you really want to take that you know the Lord's knocking on your heart, pray about it. Thank you, man. Fusses at me all the time for sniffing in public. You know. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> you. I'm not sure that's why he gave me that. <clears throat> um, pray about it. You might not get uh, the answer the way you thought you were going to get it. You want to go visit people, but you—it's just not your thing. Pray about it. If the Lord puts it on your heart to go help kids in a foreign land, but you're afraid of an airplane. Pray about it. Be ready for the answer. He will answer.
Well, I am the last one I ever thought would be up here, uh, if that makes any sense to any of you. Uh, you know, I, I want to say something about Belize and uh, all these mission trips. You know, I was at the age of 18, and Lord blessed me to go to Nicaragua. And there's very few people uh, at that age or even at that time in their life when the Lord will use them like that. Uh, I can look back and see different stages in that life and with Ken there and uh, Larry Bennett and Greg and Walter and different things that I remember from day to day, different, just different things that stick out. And uh, this Belize trip, uh, some of you know that uh, my heart is still with those people. Uh, you know, there's... You've always got that thing in the back of your, your mind that uh, if there's one other place I would rather be, that's where I would be. But what I want to ask you today is what is important to you? What do you think about? What do you spend your time on? What do you talk about? Do you talk about football all the time? Do you talk about your family? Do you talk about Jesus at all? Is he ever in your conversations with anyone? Where is Jesus in your priorities? If you would turn with me to Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very ends of the age. What is King's Way doing that relates to this instructions? This, this was the last recorded instructions from Jesus before he went to sit at the right hand of the Father. This was his last instructions to these disciples, which if you are saved and uh, born again, you are a disciple. What is Kingsway doing? I looked, I look in this bulletin. You look in this the bulletin at all the different activities that's going on with the crafting, Samaritan's Purse, Poinsettias, there's food being cooked. There's people being visited in the hospital. There's so much going on. There's mission trips here and there uh, constantly. There's phone calls. There's cards being sent. If you're doing that, you're obeying these instructions. You don't have to go to a foreign land or go on a mission trip to follow these instructions. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. It doesn't say to go to all nations. You can go to your neighbor's house and spread the gospel with them and maybe they'll go to another nation. You may be the offspring of a great missionary. You know, when I went on this Belize trip, we had a meeting in, in Gray and uh, the first thing they did was handed me two shirts and on that shirt it said, Missionary Belize 09. And I didn't feel comfortable wearing that. I'm not a missionary. I thought, 
But after I got there and I saw and I looked at what God is really doing with me, and, you know, I went on this trip to work on a construction team. We get there, and none of the material is there. And we beat around and got material and got the things to work with for four days. But what God really wanted me there was to spend time with those kids. Because on Friday was the day that uh, the Lord finally uh, showed us what we were there for. So what are you doing? And where are you going? What do you spend your time on? What do you spend your thinking on? What is important in your life? You know, Jesus, all through the Bible, there's so many instructions on what we are to do and what we are not to do. I think this last instruction is a very important instruction. God asked for our 10% in our tithing. I encourage you to give Him 10% of yourself. If you would, turn to Matthew chapter 9, 37. Then He said to His disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. There's a lot of lost world out there. I've been to four different countries. Uh, I've been in a lot of different states and a lot of different trips. Uh, And I see lost people outside these doors when I leave every Sunday. You know, we all have different gifts I have the gift of using my hands and my feet and going. Uh, I I really don't have the the gift of speaking, which this is the first time I've never been nervous in front of anything. But, uh, uh, you know, some of you have the gift of cooking, Brenda, and others. (laughs) Some of you have the gift of speaking. Some have the gift of calling and crying. God put those gifts in each and every one of you to use them. You know, if you're not using what God gives you, it'll burn out. There's a world of lost and hurting people. Are you going to obey these instructions that He gives? And finally, are you going to be a missionary like most of this church is, and I am so blessed to be here and so honored to be amongst these people that do so much. Or are you going to be part of that mission field that's still lost in the world? You know, today you may be lost and far away from where you should be, but today is a good day to turn. Jesus is here waiting, and uh, this is a good place to be. I thank you for listening to me, and I turn it over to Todd. Uh, Don't forget, after the service, we have a meal uh, served by the men, prepared by the men. Uh, This whole day is done by the men with God's help. Thank you.
What a wonderful time to hear the hearts of these guys. Um, how's God spoken to you? When I heard from Terry, there's no time like right now to say yes to God. That's why we have a time we call response or invitation. Just to be able to say before God's people, Yes, Lord. I will say yes. So, I guess in this time, I'm going to sing a time of closing. We're going to go eat. We're going to go pray. But right now, in this moment, um, of course, here I am talking about singing. I don't have anybody up here to lead and stand and everything else. Search your heart. Do you need to come? All I ask is you say, Yes, Lord. Let's stand. Let's uh, so Terry's going to come and lead us in song. If you need to come to this altar and pray, come. Say, Yes, Lord. If you need to come and, and make a decision, God's on your heart. Just say, Yes, Lord.